I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and I'm running a solo show today. We've got a lot to talk about. Dale's you're giving Dale the night off, um, getting you ready for your Wednesday here. We had a really interesting end to our Tuesday, because Tuesday seemed normal. You know, Mike Tomlin did his press conference. Deontay Johnson and Marquise Pouncey looked like they're good to go. Dale said that that was going to happen in his... Uh, his story with, you know, his source story on Monday. Uh, we So we knew that was going to be the case. Then, you know, we found out David DeCastro might not play, but, you know, that's not, that doesn't seem like a big deal at the moment because Kevin Dotson's there. So it all seems normal. And then all of a sudden, you know, some news drops. They're like, hey, the Jets are thinking about trading Le'Veon Bell. And then, of course, you know, that, that prompts all the, the uh, you know, the, the radio shows in, in, in Pittsburgh to say, oh, yeah, you know, what do you do about trading? What do you what do you think you get for him? You think a fourth round pick, a third round pick? What do you do here? And it's just like all that nonsense started. But then hours later, that trade Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets cut Le'Veon Bell. And this is our lead story today on the DK Steelers podcast because this is this was this guy was on pace to be the best running back in the history of the NFL. And I'm not exaggerating there. I'm not going over the top there. When in 20 after 2017, he averaged the most yards yards from scrimmage per game of any player in the history of the game. He was on pace to destroy everything. And in the Steelers offense, he looked unstoppable. He could catch the ball. You could line up in the slot and he'd beat a he beat a cornerback. He'd beat a linebacker, he'd beat a safety. You could line up in the backfield. If you think you'd have him stop for for 1 yard, he'd get 8. That's just the stuff that he continuously did for the Steelers. He looked like the best running back in football. And then, of course, you all know the story. He never shows up for 2018, throws it all away, gets a contract for less money with the Jets. Now, yes, he does get more guaranteed money, but then he goes to a Jets team that later hires Adam Gase, who openly says, I didn't want this guy here. And when he says that, that leads to, you know, trouble. That leads to, you know, that leads to open disagreements, open problems between the two. And then it gets worse when Jamal Adams is traded away because he doesn't want to be with them anymore. And then Le'Veon Bell's is like, you're the one that convinced me to sign with this team. And now it's to the point that 
nobody wanted Le'Veon Bell and the money that came with his contract. So now he's a free agent in the NFL. So before we get to the rest of this, I want to talk about, I want to just address all you's guys, all the yin's guys. I forgot I'm in Pittsburgh. I got to say yin's. Yin's never comes off natural to me. Yous always still comes off more natural, but whatever. Yin's guys think that Le'Veon Bell, to, to those of you that think that Le'Veon Bell should come back to the Steelers, I'm sure Le'Veon probably would love that. He'd be somewhere that he knows it would work for him. There's no way the Steelers do it. I'm just stopping you right now. It doesn't make sense for them. They're undefeated. And I will say this. Le'Veon Bell was not the cancer that Antonio Brown became. Le'Veon Bell had a contract dispute. That was it. I never heard anything. I never saw anything about him starting fights in the locker room, him calling for the ball more, and, and pouting when he didn't get it. Heck, when he left here, he was tweeting... James Conner saying, that's my guy. Like, when he was doing well, he was like, go ahead, get yours, James Conner. I don't know. That might be one for Ramon Foster to answer. But he went and got his guaranteed money. And his, his the money that the Jets gave him was so much that no one else was ever going to trade for him. He made $8.9 million last year. This year, he was on track to make 15.4. But now, because he's been cut... The amount of dead money that's owed to him is $19 million. And he doesn't have to play a down next year, and he'll make $4 million. And he has to play a down the next year, he'll make $2 million. Now, in a dream world, where everything worked out perfectly, and nobody's egos got in the way of anything, and people just magically came back and played the way that they were when they were at their best, it would be lovely to get Le'Veon Bell back on the Steelers. It would be so awesome. It would be a great comeback story. Rainbows and flowers would pop out from everywhere. And Pittsburgh would rejoice to see he wouldn't be 26 because Anthony McFarlane's that now. I guess he would be 25. Does anyone have 25? I don't know. 27? No, that's Marcus Allen. You you get what I'm saying. It would be. I'm sure it would be a great story if he came back and just was the, the superstar for the Steelers that they've been waiting for at running back. But it ain't happening. Stop it. And the reason it's not happening is because the Steelers got a good thing going on right now. And I, I do think the Steelers could use a better RB1, sure. I think James Conner's doing a fine job for what he's been able, been asked to do this year. And I don't think he deserves to be replaced. But if you know if a, if a superstar running back came knocking on my door and said, I'll, pay, I'll play for cheap, sure, fine. But I don't think that's what Le'Veon's going for. I do think Le'Veon's looking to play for a winning team. The people that say that he doesn't care about winning, I don't think that's the case. I think he legitimately believes, and this goes to show uh, how forward-thinking he is, uh, I think he somehow legitimately believed that the Jets were going to turn a new leaf and he was going to be part of that of their winning ways with Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams and the guys that they had on the roster back then. And we see, you see how wrong that was. But I think that, I mean, because here's the thing, if he was about the money, he just would have shut up and just let the Jets pay him for the next three years. Because he would have made $15.4 million this year, $13.4 million the next year, and then $15 million in 2022. Also, he's 28 years old right now. 
So he really has like three more years of primeness left, in my opinion. Though his, though his trainer is also Frank Gore's trainer, and he warned that he the way that Le'Veon Bell trains, you could see him go on a Frank Gore type of career if he doesn't suffer a whole lot of more, a whole lot more injuries. But all that aside, this segment is to tell all of you right now to stop asking about Le'Veon Bell joining the Steelers. I just don't see there's any way for this to happen. Now, granted, he could sign and they could get rid of Jalen Samuels. But they've already got loads of weapons on offense. The only possible way that this would work is if he agreed for like $1 million, he'd play for a one-year deal, and he'd come back and just ride pine as he learned the office again and developed rhythm with Ben Roethlisberger, and then that became what that became for the offense. That's the only way I see that work, working for the Steelers. And I just don't see that happen. I can see some other team paying him $2.5 million for a year, coming in, filling the spot. Maybe for a team like the Niners or the Seahawks. Although the Seahawks, Jamal Adams is there, so that's, they, they got beef, so that's probably out the window. Maybe the Patriots. Now, that's the one that scares me, is him going to the Patriots. Because then he's with Cam Newton. And then he's got Bill Belichick to scheme things up. Then I would be a little nervous. But for the Steelers, I, I just don't see any way this happens. And we could joke about it all we want. Let's just be real for a minute. They're not going to bring those problems back. They fig- fig- figured everything everything out. Because when he comes back, if say he does come back and plays well for you, then the money question comes up again, and you're already trying to play T.J. Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, and all these other guys. Now you got to figure that out. Nah, I think they're good. They're undefeated right now. Let them keep working. Let's see what let's see what, where they go with James Conner, Benny Snell, and Anthony McFarlane at running back. I think that that's fine. But again, in a perfect world, sure, bring back Le'Veon Bell in that in that instance. But this is not a perfect world. So, all those things aside, Le'Veon Bell's a free agent. I'm interested to see where he goes. We're going to take a quick break here. We come back, we're going to recap Tuesday Night Football. What? Yep, that happened. And just my thoughts on how that played out. Because now the Steelers are one of two undefeated AFC teams. Right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
We're back here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, running solo tonight. So, last night, there was a football game. Tuesday night football. I actually didn't hate the fact that there was Tuesday night football. I'm actually starting to think Tuesday night football makes more sense than Thursday night football. But, it didn't make sense was the fact that the Tennessee Titans utterly destroyed the Buffalo Bills. And now the Titans, along with the Steelers, are 4-0. The final score is 42-16. That's a butt-kicking. And they gave it, they gave it to these guys. I mean, it was uh it, it was it was rough from it was rough from the go. But I mean, geez. Um I, I was watching this game, and the most disrespectful, I got to say, the most disrespectful part of this game wasn't the fact that the Titans clearly broke NFL protocols and it had nothing happen to them and go on and they just utterly destroy the Bills who had to adjust their schedule because the Titans were messing up and deliberately breaking the rules. No, that wasn't the most disrespectful thing that happened. The most disrespectful thing that happened was Derrick Henry's just stiff arm of Josh Norman into the shadow realm. If you saw this play, if you haven't seen this play, go look it up. Go YouTube it, Twitter it, whatever. It is just disrespectful. Wherever Josh Norman landed after that stiff arm, that's where he found Chris Conley's body from being stiff armed from Vance McDonald. I mean, jeez, that was evil. But the Titans, in a complete and utter dismantling of the of the Buffalo Bills who were were running the AFC East at 4-0 and with the way that Josh Allen was playing looked unstoppable not unstoppable but very good and looked like they could be considered the class of the of the AFC potentially along with Kansas City and the Ravens but now they're 4-1 the Titans are 4-0 and what's crazy about this is Derrick Henry didn't even go off for that much he had 19 carries for 57 yards. Now he did have two touchdowns. But those are pedestrian numbers for Derrick Henry. No, it was it was actually Ryan Tannehill. Four carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. On top of 21 of 28 for 195 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Also, A.J. Brown was back. About time, A.J. Brown! For seven catches of nine on nine targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. Jonu Smith, who's a tight end, is killing it in fantasy right now. Five catches seven, on seven targets for 40 yards and two touchdowns. Malcolm Butler, the former Patriot, the guy that intercepted Russell Wilson in the end zone in the Super Bowl. Two two interceptions in this in this game. He played really well. Josh Allen came back down to earth after where he's been this season. 26 of 41 for 263 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Matt Barkley played a little bit this game. The run, the rushing game was contained by the Titans. Their defense played well. Stephon Diggs put up good receiving numbers. He had 10 catches for 106 yards, but no touchdowns. Didn't break the game open. And the Titans really just poured it on these guys. And now, the Steelers... After they play the Browns this upcoming weekend, who are 4-1, and one, all of a sudden, all the talk about how the Steelers have played nobody, they're about to play two somebodies. Because they got the 4-1 and one Browns this Sunday at Heinz Field. 
who, even if you think that the Browns stink or whatever, they are 4-1 and one right now. And that's a serious challenge. And now the Titans, they get to host the 1-4 and four Texans next week. I, I can see them being heavily favored in that matchup. So it's the Steelers could be looking at a situation where they play the 4-1 and one Browns next week and then go on the road to play the potentially 5-0 and o Titans. For to, and, and if the Steelers are able to beat the Browns, that could be the battle to see who's the last unbeaten team in the AFC because the Chiefs lost to the Raiders over the weekend. Now, I do think there's a fair there, there's a fair question about how fair is it that the Bills had to change everything around to play these guys, and that that quote unquote historic punishment that was supposed to go to the Titans never showed up. I I do think that that's messed up. Dale and I talked about on this very show that anyone who was at one of those practices that wasn't supposed to be at practice, like Ryan Tannehill shouldn't have been playing in this game or any other game for the rest of this season. I think that's messed up. I think it sends a message to any other team like, hey, if you get busted doing COVID stuff, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing happened to the Titans. But I think I think that's rough. But hey, you still had to show up. You still had to perform. The Bills didn't do that. Now they're 4-1. and one. The Titans are 4-0. and oh. And this is an interesting situation in the in in the, in the you know the, the standings and the power shift of who's going to dominate the AFC this year. So, we'll get into all that when Titans week rolls around for a second time this year because it already did roll around at one point. Huh, it's weird. But that game was a complete dismantling and the Titans look like they may be for real. So we got to see how real the Steelers are when they take on the Browns this weekend and how real the Browns are when they take the Steelers on this weekend. We'll see who comes out of that test. And if the Steelers prove it this week, they're going to have to prove it right back again against the Titans, and then they're going to have to go on the road right back again against the Ravens. So they've got a lot out in front of them. And last night made it look like, man, I know that this team wasn't allowed to practice for so long, but it seems like it did not matter to them. We're going to take one more break here. When we come back, it's Don't Get Me Started. What got me started? Find out after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't Get Me Started with Taylor Lewan's random words to the camera after the Titans' big win over the Bills. It's Don't Get Me Started, the rant segment of the DK Steelers podcast. So, I have no problem with the Titans beating the Bills, even though it was weird with how it happened and how everything played into it. But fine, if you're the better team, you're the better team. But then, Taylor Lewan, the Titans offensive tackle, who's always been pretty vocal about things, and that's fine, I have no problem with that. He was walking up to the camera afterwards and said something along the lines of, 
they they hate it. They're angry at us. Uh, they 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 want they didn't want us to be here or something like that. And they said, "Don't put us through adversity. We'll scratch our weight or match our weight or whatever." He, basically saying like, "Don't put us through adversity, and we're you'll find out who we are." I, I'm sorry. What? Who puts you through adversity? Did I do that? Did you do that? Did they do that? No, you put yourself through adversity. You're the, you were the guys that broke protocols. And it's not a question anymore. Again, I was here on this very show a couple weeks ago saying, hey, guys, hey, 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 let's not go after the Tennessee Titans. We don't know if they did anything wrong. But then after physical evidence was brought to us that showed that they absolutely did things wrong, several things wrong, you don't get to play the sympathy card anymore. You don't get to play the they're just haters card anymore. You know, if it was, again, if it was a guy who got it from his kid and he just didn't have any symptoms and the tests missed it and it just happened to get into the facility and something bad happened and just, oh my gosh, and it was just really bad luck and unfortunate things, I would get it. I would not be mad at the Titans for, 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 for that right now. And if they followed all the rules afterwards, I would just be like, hey, you know what? This team is battling through adversity. But no, you brought this upon yourselves. That... That that that's just so ridiculous, and, and then to be and then to be, act like you know the world's after you or that the world hates you for what you're doing. Yes, you almost wrecked the football season. This is a very delicate situation. This isn't like basketball or hockey where a bubble was set up and everyone could be controlled and maintained within that bubble. This isn't like baseball where you can just move games around willy nilly and just hope that hope for the best. This is football. It's week to week. And when one week is missed, it messes up everything for everybody else. And all this extra stuff got to happen because of you. You don't didn't have no adversity happen to you. Taylor Lee, well, get the heck out of here with that. That's nonsense. The Steelers can talk about adversity. Because of your mistakes, they got to miss their bye week. And because of your mistakes, now they got to go on the road three times in a row against you, their arch nemesis, the Ravens, and then go to Dallas. Where they haven't won since Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year. So you want to play the victim card because you put yourself here? Nah, man. Again, I was all for I was all for not going after the Titans and and not making fun of them while they were first dealing with this because hey, you know what? The it, it, it might not have been fair if the Titans didn't do this to themselves, it was if it was a missed in protocol. But but again, we know that you messed up. You don't get to do this. This is you broke the rules, and now the Bills are the ones that they weren't even sure if they were going to play you half of the week, and that might have played into them not playing well. Now again, it's still up to the Bills to show up and handle their business. They still got to do their jobs, knowing that when they're on the field, but. There is there is something wrong there, and like Ben said, when they said when they got the short end of the stick, was going to be really messed up. And I still I still want to know what happened to this quote unquote historic punishment. This was supposed to be the year that everyone was like, you know, this 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 supposed to be the the week when you know we we now have evidence that multiple times they practiced away from their facility and did not follow NFL protocols when they were supposed to be quarantining. 
All that happened, and nothing has happened to the Titans. And if this is the precedent that's being sent, what's it sending to every other NFL team? If you get quarantined, so what? Just beat on your own, and the NFL's not going to do anything to you. That's what it sounds like to me. There was no historic punishment here. And here's the and here's the crazy part. Now, now that you've played this Bills game, what do you do if you're like, okay, Ryan Tannehill, since you were at that practice, you're out X amount of games. Taylor Lewan, all these other guys, you're all out for X amount of games. Then you really did screw over the Bills. Then the Bills can beat, pull the Ben Roethlisberger and say, hey, we got the short end of the stick because we had to play these guys at full strength coming off of two weeks rest in their house with them being angry about everything. That ain't fair to us. So the NFL has has botched this by not doing anything and letting the Titans just go about their way. I think that's a huge mistake. And you open yourself up more for these narratives that it's like, oh, it's the world against us. You know, we are just we're just these innocent bystanders that did nothing wrong. No, you you set this whole thing in motion. The NFL was on a pace of unprecedented success when it came to keeping people safe from COVID-19 while still keeping an open league. The numbers were down in the pits. Everything was fine. And then this Titan stuff happened. And it was a major outbreak. So, spare me, Taylor Lewan. Y'all don't get to play victim card here. This is from... This is from y'all's own mess that you got to clean up and that you got to handle yourself. And we'll see how you handle it moving forward. Because I guarantee you, there's a lot of teams out there that probably don't feel too great. Now, the Texans, they might beat the Texans. They're division rivals, new coach there. But week seven, when they play the Steelers, I can see that being a very interesting matchup. Two teams that... Traditionally, like, you know, they, they, they have some combativeness about them. But the Steelers ain't happy with how their buy situation was handled. And the Titans seem to be playing the card that, like, if you're not happy with us, forget you. Nah, dog. I just think it's I, I just think it's funny that they're playing the victim. Like, hey, do that thing. The Patriots made 20 years out of that saying, they don't believe in us when everyone believed in them. No one thought we could get here. Meanwhile, everyone picked the Patriots. They were the easiest line in Vegas to bet. I think that's just the Titans are just taking one out of their playbook. But y'all got me started. And this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review with as well as positive comment on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Um, please do t- check out all of our work at DKPittsburghSports.com. I got my Carter's Classroom column that we'll talk about later this week on the show. Um... Uh, breaking down the Steelers secondary and the problems that they're having underneath Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, We have a lot more in store for you coming up this week. Stay tuned here on the DK Sports Radio Network.